0: There
1: you
0: go. Hiya. Hi-ya. <coughs> you all have know, highest cakes in it? What have you all had boost or something? Well, you can drink an
1: energy Oh, 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 I, know oh I know that. Do you
0: ever say dance on Tabla Pills? Woo! Okay. <coughs> Little problem. Right, this morning we had a chat about um why do we have a chat about this morning? What's up? You are
1: just important me Exactly.
0: And what 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 part of the Bible did we look at this morning? Mm-hmm. Corinthians. What chapter? Yeah, I'm so impressed. You were looking going
1: to
0: That's awesome. In your Bible? That's amazing.
1: So you were listening to Son of the Yes. So you might have been awake? i my
0: Bible. You might have been awake? Awesome. Okay. Tonight we're going to look at some of the practical ways that we can be God's hands and feet. Okay? It's, it's all well and good me standing up here and saying to you, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do the other, if you don't actually get out there and do it. All right. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to tell you what I want you to do in your churches. I'm not going to tell you when you go back to FTC whoo, me, I couldn't use the initials. When you go back to the sermon that you have to do this, this, and this, this. I'm not going to say, Sarah. When you go back, you have to make the tea for all the old people. Uh, Dylan, when you go back, you have to do exactly what you did tonight in front of the church, because that would be awesome. I'm not going to tell Rebecca that she has to go back and do in front of the church. I can't do that. The only person that can decide what you have to do, yes, Mr. Nye, is Andrew, is God. He tells Andrew what to do, and he tells you what to do. I'm for a chain of command. Um, so we're going to have a look at some of the practical things that we can do. The first thing, imagine you had no hands, you had no feet. Uh, have you ever played a game, There's a cardboard cereal box. That's why I wanted a cereal box, but I never got my cereal box, where you're not allowed to use your hands and you have to pick it up off the floor with your teeth. And, And as the game progresses, the cereal box gets smaller and smaller and smaller. We played this when I was in Romania years ago with uh, the youth group from Cornelie, and it was hilarious, because I've seen male adult leaders get into positions that male adult leaders should not be able to get into, that only gymnasts would be able to get into, uh, without touching the floor and without in the line, their hands, it was quite impressive, I have to say, and it wasn't even, it, the, the, the cereal box was down to the ground, like it was just a bit of cardboard on the ground, and they were dying, like, no, yeah, not even going to try it, and I did gymnastics for 10 years, Okay. Um, imagine if we didn't have our hands and feet imagine if your church didn't have you in it people in it just imagine that in your your little heads for a second picture in your mind what would it look like horrendous boring cold no warmth No fun, no God-centeredness, no laughter, no crying, no you guys. But God doesn't want that to happen. He doesn't let that happen. He will not let that happen. And um, the first thing that God tells us to do is to spend time with him. In order to be his hands and feet, we need to get to know God. We need to get to know what God wants for us in our lives. We need to understand our place in our churches, in our schools, in our world, in God's world. We need to spend time with God in prayer on our own, with other people. So go to your youth fellowship. <clears throat> go to your Bible class. Go to church. Spend time in youth groups, at events, with people who... Know God the same way you do. And get to know this God who has an amazing plan for your life. Spend time with him on your own. That's why we have quiet times. I know you all go, I have to be quiet for an hour. Physically impossible for a teenager. I understand that. I work in a school. But that's why we have quiet times. It says in the Bible, when you pray, go to a quiet room. Don't do it openly. Go to a quiet room sit down spend time with me spend time with God and ask your father what he wants you to do I'm not saying don't pray out loud in front of people that's okay but when you're spending time with God when it's me time when it's me and God time I didn't like to do that in front of everybody else sitting going is you sitting with her eyes closed I was sitting in church <coughs> on Sunday morning and I had a fan club in church, a fan club of three, Uh, and they are six, five and four, Um, I'm sure you know Andrew's on stage an awful lot with me in Glenburn, and uh, we did Amy, aka Grammy one year, and yours truly was Miss Hannigan, and they're in love with me, every Sunday they go home and they watch Grammy, poor Uncle Dennis is demented. Um, but I was sitting in church last Sunday morning and I was just listening to the praise and sometimes I don't like to sing when the the praise is happening, I just like to sit and listen and reflect and listen to uh, other people praising God and that kind of is is my thing sometimes and I was just sitting there with my eyes closed and I heard this voice across the pew from me go, is Julie sleeping? (laughs) Why has she got her eyes closed? To which I burst out laughing then anyway and had to open my eyes because it was just hilariously funny. What I'm trying to get across is, you do want people sitting going, what's she doing over there? Where's she being so quiet and so firm when we're all having good fun over here? Go somewhere quiet for your me time with God. Be it for a walk. Be it your bedroom. loo, Somewhere nobody else can find you. Where you can have 20 minutes, half an hour alone, just you and God. That's the first thing. Second thing, interruptions. Did Jesus mind people coming up and talking to him? No. Should we mind when we're in the middle of something and somebody comes up and goes, can I ask you something? If I'm standing up here talking and someone wants to come in and go, Jude, I need you to talk to you, I would go, sorry guys. But sometimes interruptions, you just got to do what you got to do, Jesus just went on and did what he had to do, and people flocked and followed him, now I'm not saying, that when you go back to church, and you get on with what God wants you to do, the people are going to come flocking and following you, <laughs> that would just be frightening, <clears throat> what I'm saying is, people will start to notice, what you're doing, people will start to notice the little things, that you're doing in church, that are making a difference, that are impacting on other people's lives and people will start to wonder, can I help? Can I ask about that? Is there something I can do to help? Or could we do this instead? Or maybe add to it? People will start to notice. Um, Jesus had no agenda. He just did, just went and did. We shouldn't do things if we have an agenda. The only agenda that we need is whatever God wants us to do. If he says, jump, we say, ha-ha! <clears throat> if he says, shut up and be quiet for a minute, we're quiet. If he says, get off your backside and go and do something in the world today, okay, you did. Because at the end of the day, guys, if we can't make an impact on other people, how on earth is the world going to know about this God? How are things going to change? How are those poor souls who don't know about God that we talked about earlier going to ever find out about him? How are we going to get them into our churches off the street? At the minute, the Methodist church in particular is in a crisis. We're diminishing big time. Our numbers are dropping. My Sunday school in Glenburn is pathetic because the kids out there have found something better to do and that upsets me because when I was your age my life was all about church going to Sunday school going to your fellowship during the week going to all the stuff that was on for me GB I was a leader in BB when I was growing up my life was all about church it's so much changed now that we now have to keep up with the outside world so how do we make church more exciting than what's going on out there? How do we make youth fellowship more interesting than sit and play on your PlayStation all night and get through How do we make Sunday school... I hate that name, but anyway. How do we make Sunday school more interesting than going and playing tag rugby on a Sunday? That's where you guys come in. That's where you guys have to realise... That when someone comes up to you and says What do you do at the weekend? You don't turn around and think to yourself Right, well, I have two options I can say I went to church Or I can say I went out to the cinema with my mates And had a good time Or I can just go, I go You have a choice to make Because if you turn around and you say to that person Nothing much Sat that moon It's that much TV when well, in your head, you know, you have an amazing weekend in Martin I'm going to be called, please. In Newcastle. Then you're letting yourselves down and you're letting God down and you're letting your friends down. Interruptions. Be honest about who you are, about what you are, about what you believe in. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to be a little bit of a diversionist now at the Um, but I, I should have said this at the start, but it's been annoying me, so I'm going to have to say it. There have been two people on my heart this weekend. <clears throat> From the minute I walked into this room, now I'm going to close my eyes and you, and sometimes I'm looking at you, I'm picking on you, just like Andrew did earlier on, and I'll stand still so I follow One person has already spoken. The other person, I would like you to come and talk to me before the weekend is out, because you know who you are, and you know what you're afraid of. Sorry. just come and speak to me or come and speak to one of the leaders before the weekend's out and let me know that you've done it, please. That was just, sorry, that was just something that has been bugging me and I had to get it out there. Back on topic. This is my favorite practical thing of all. Get your hands dirty. Get in there. Make a mess. Who's ever had a messy church? who's ever had a praise party no, no. oh no they're the most awesome thing in the entire universe a praise party is where you go into church and it's for the kids and for the young people and they yeah, adults get involved as well and you have different stations within the room you have arts and crafts you have puppet shows you have dancing you have lots of different things and the worship is outstanding because you do all the action songs and I love action songs and they're so much fun I get to be superman <laughs> um, praise parties are amazing you should tell Andrew that you want to have a praise party in church so what do you
1: say
0: yep get your hands dirty get in there don't be afraid to do things don't be afraid to actually muck in I'm going to read a verse from John chapter if I can remember where it is John chapter 13 Yay, here it is John chapter 13 verse 15 and it's it's just after Jesus has washed his disciples feet he got his hands dirty he got stuck in there didn't bother now I'm not asking you to go into church every Sunday and get the bowls out and the towels out and start washing people's feet It's it's not a metaphor it's a I can't even think of the word what it means is, guys, is to get in there and start doing things for other people. Don't so be afraid to get your hands dirty and do something that maybe you don't like to do. I hate gardening, but I have to do the gardening in my house because I had to start doing it because my dad can't do it anymore and it was his thing. But I've discovered over the past few years I actually really enjoy it. And, I get out and I'm, I'm a bit OCD about cutting the grass. I have to cut the grass. And then I have to get the wee, the wee edge into it, and I have to go along the edge of the grass and make sure there's a perfect L shape in my back garden and the front garden, and there's no long bits, or I'll get the scissors out start cutting the long bits off. Then I'm down in my knees, and the pavement stones, getting rid of all the weeds. It's quite sad. <clears throat> if you saw it, you would, you would be quite disgusted. If my brother cuts the grass, I have to go out and cut it after him because it's not done right. That's how bad it is. <clears throat> but I had to get in there. And I hate gardening because I hate creepy crawlies and spiders. Yeah, <coughs> spiders. Mm. Uh, and things like that. But I don't care anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I have this thing in my head that if I wear gardening gloves, I'm safe. Okay? If I wear gardening gloves, I don't care if I touch the spiders and the creepy crawlies because they can't touch my hands because I got gloves on. It's quite weird take the gloves off get in there listen to this John 13 verse 15 and it's just after Jesus washed his disciples feet I have given you an example to follow do as I have done to you I have given you an example to follow do as I have done to you get in there get your hands dirty don't be afraid to muck in even with the things that you don't like doing. Sometimes we have to do the things that we don't like doing because they need done. So don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. one, <coughs> and this is probably the hardest one for me or for, for all of us. We have to share God's love with even the most insignificant person that we think they are in church. Even the smallest person in church, that person sitting way at the back of church who never talks to anybody, who shuffles in on a Sunday morning and sits down at the very back of church, doesn't talk to anybody, stands up, sings to him, sits down again, stands up, sings to him, sits down again. <coughs> there was once a guy who had just got out of prison. And he decided he wanted to go to church. This is a true story, by the way. So he walked into church. He wasn't exactly looking the best because he'd only just got out of prison and his clothes were a bit minging and he was a bit smelly and he hadn't found anywhere to live yet and he kind of didn't look the best. But he wanted to go to church. And he walked into the church and everybody just kind of went... And the whispering started and the talking started. And the, what is that, what's he doing in my church? It's ridiculous. You it shouldn't be in this church. And the guy couldn't find anywhere to sit because the church was packed. So he walked up to the front and he sat down on the floor and the whispering still went on. And the minister hadn't come in yet. The minister sat in the pulpit and didn't know what to do. And the congregation were looking at the minister and the, the minister was looking at the congregation and the minister was looking at the elders going, Up me! And this man got up and started to walk up the church. And he's one of the elders. And everybody thought, happy days. He's going to tell them to clear off. The elder got to the front of the church, took off his jacket, put it around the shoulders of the man sitting on the floor, and sat down beside him on the floor. The whole church just went quiet. And the minister looked at the man with tears in his eyes and said, thank you. And the service started. Showing God's love to the most insignificant person is about the biggest thing you can do in your churches, in your schools, in your homes. Not everybody comes from homes where their families are Christians. Not everybody has friends who are Christians. Um, I deliberately asked the question, Yesterday? No, it was today? Like what's today? What day is this? Saturday? I deliberately asked the question, do you guys hang all out with each other outside church? Not to my surprise, I got the answer no. Why not? Is it like church friends? School friends. Outside school friends. Family like a wee circle, a wee square. Everything kept separate. fire and cabinet. <clears throat> a place for your church friends. A place for your school friends. A place for your home friends. A place for your family. James. Yeah,
1: but you know the way, like, school
0: friends and all. Yeah.
1: Um, see, after church, um, they could be, like, doing something, and you can't get to see them. Uh, there's no way to get over to them and, like, do stuff with them.
0: Well, there's a will, there's a way, my friend. I don't
1: know what you're saying, you're like, your mom's having a cup of tea, you're, and you're standing on the computer. Yes. Yeah. And then, they're like, oh no, they're sick, and they complete this mission, and then we finish this cup of tea and watch the program, and then it just goes on forever, and then they go, it's too late. It's too late. Do you know what you do?
0: pull the plug on the computer you pull the plug on no, the TV no, just,
1: just
0: then I wouldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> my dad would my dad get my Xbox and put it in the bin then you get his I PC and you put it in the bin too listen, James, listen what what you you always <laughs> done. this, darling what's frightening, what's going on listen, James where is a world there is a way Okay, and if God wants you to be somewhere, he will get you there. No problems. Alright? Don't panic. What I'm trying to say to you guys is, do not keep everybody in a separate compartment. What's wrong with your Christian friends from church mixing with your friends from school, mixing with your friends outside school, mixing with your family? What's wrong with it? Why do we keep... I'm, I'm as go of it as the next person, I'm sure, if the leaders were honest, they could say the same thing what's wrong with it why do we do it why can not we not just have everybody in the same box in one big selling cabinet mix it up a bit guys don't be afraid to share the love that you have for God and the love that you show people in church to people outside keep them all in the same box and if they laugh at you if they're oh, then they're not friends there's people who hang around with you because you're so awesome. They're not friends. There are people who care about you. The people who care about you are the people that will ring you up at four o'clock in the morning to see if you're okay after you've had a bad day. The people who care about you are the ones that will knock on your door when you haven't answered your phone for two hours. Two hours. <laughs> And then in this day and age, scary, that's true. That's my, if my husband. people don't text you back within two minutes, like he's not coming to me. Or my friend, my my uh, sister's, girl, comes home with some amazing stories from school. Um, she's like, "Will you hear this? I swear she's at least 40 years old. She shouldn't be 13." She's like, "Will you hear this?" And she's like, right? Okay. Next one. She goes, "Well, such and such isn't talking to such and such. Well, why not?" Because this and such didn't answer a text message 20 minutes after she sent it. I thought, dear goodness, what plan are they living on? A real friend. (laughs) James, you're amazing. A real real friend will be the one who tells you the truth. Who will say, actually, you shouldn't have done that. Or you shouldn't have said that. Not the person that's going to go, see ya after you've done something completely wrong. Don't be afraid to show love to the most insignificant person. Bring everybody together. Keep all your friends and your family and your relationships in here, in one compartment, in your heart. Because you only have one. And you can't tear yourself into 25 pieces to give a little bit to everybody. So you have to share that love to everyone, no matter how insignificant you think they are, or they may look, or they may appear, or they may make themselves. That's what you have to do. How many of us, if we're really honest, I'm going to get you to put your hand up, because I will probably put my hand up. How many of us look around our churches and look down our nose at people sometimes? and think that they're not as good a Christian as we are because they don't do this and they don't help out with that. I'm going to be honest and put my hand up and say I've done it. I have done it. And I'm ashamed of myself for it. Because who am I that I'm any better than anybody else? God doesn't think we are insignificant. So why should we think that anybody else is? And if we're to be God's hands and feet, we need to get out there and show these people that God doesn't think they're insignificant. That's really hard to say three times in a row. Insignificant either. They're as much part of God's kingdom as we are. They're as much part of God's world as we are. When you when you go to dance and somebody starts a conga, does everybody run around separately like this? <laughs> what do we do? We all go on to each other. It's a great crack. Except when it gets faster and faster and then you fall over. You hang on to each other. <coughs> when you when you see kids playing a game and they're shooting a game in school and the teacher says, Right, get into a circle and let's what was that one that you did that you skip around? No. That's the one. Ring ring Do they all go? It's like like they've just got to it, like just, like like it's like what am I gonna say? Like they're in a like they're in no like they're in tea or something. Do they all walk on going ring 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 And not even holding hands? No, they're holding hands and they're flinging each other around the circle. They're joined together. That's what we need to be. Be God's hands and you God's feet to join together to get out there to get involved to get our hands dirty not be afraid to okay I want you to do something for me <coughs> I want you to take five minutes out and I want you to watch this video now the video I'm about to show you is about a little boy and this little boy is blind and is also autistic and if he's not afraid to do this, then we <laughs> I'm not going to get the <laughs>
1: If
0: he's not afraid to do this, then we should not be afraid to take a step right there and be God ha- God's hands and feet. So hopefully it'll work. I just want you to watch the whole thing. It's a few minutes long. <laughs> Damn, wait. Yes, I want you to watch it. is that last, isn't it? he can do that what can we not do that kid's mum was an alcoholic on heroin and he was taken in by his his family and look what he did, because he found the gift of song, God gave him a gift of song to sing and he got up there and he's, he's using that gift, he's got hands and feet people don't feel sorry for him People think he's amazing because of what he's doing. What could you do? What could we do? Together? As a people of God? To make an impact on others? So that as Andrew said the other night, on Friday night, so that whenever... Years down the line, people will remember you for what you did for God. Let's pray, guys. what I want you to do is I want you to think in your head really hard of something that that little thing that niggles in the back of your mind that you think that you might just be gifted in that you might just be good at but have always kept it there because you've never felt good enough to be able to bring it to the front to be able to bring it to God, to be able to bring it to your church. And I want you to open the locked box that it's in. I want you to take it out. And I want you to bring it to the front. I want you to actually now say to yourself, I can do this. Because I have a God who will help me do this. Who will help me to make an impact in my church. And I want you to stop being scared. I have a sense that people in this room are frightened of what other people think. What other people will say. I'm too young. She's too young. That's a man's job. There's no way you can do that. Stamp that out right now. Because let me tell you, God is saying to you in your heart and in your head, yes, I can. God, my prayer for everyone here, including myself, is that we'll stop being afraid to get our hands dirty we'll stop being afraid of being interrupted when we think we're involved in one thing and somebody's asking us to do another. We'll turn around and say, okay, I'll give it a go. God, my prayer is that we'll start to show people love, even the most insignificant people that we think don't deserve it, but you know that they do. That we'll stop being ourselves and start being your tools Start being your people. Start being your hands and feet, God, that we will make an impact on others and show them the impact that you have had in our lives. God, my prayer now is that you will tell us that we can, that we can tell ourselves that we can do this. Despite of other people telling us at times that we can't, because you're saying, bring it on. Go for it. go." whoever you have spoken to this weekend, I pray that you will take them away from here and ignite a fire in their hearts that will not, not go out, God. That will burn. That we won't go away on high from the weekend and then fall flat as soon as we get back into the everyday living of church but that we'll go away with a sense that something is starting inside us, that something's beginning. And that that fire will burn so much, God, that we'll want to get out there and people will notice the change in us and people will notice the difference in us and that will have an impact on them. God, I thank you for allowing me to be able to come this weekend and speak to these guys. Even though I kind of sometimes go off on little tangents here and everywhere. God, did you you know what I'm saying? Because you're the one giving me the words. I thank you for the hearts and the minds and the beauty of everyone here. God, you created amazing people. And I pray that we will grab hold of that and understand that we're unique. Because that's how you made us. Open the eyes of our hearts God and let us see you for who you are and what you want us to do. Amen. Um, sorry. Just before maybe just after Andrew comes to speak I don't know I'd like at some stage maybe we'll leave it till tomorrow to play the song that I played earlier on. Maybe we'll leave it till tomorrow, to the end of the weekend. Because we listen to songs and we think they're just words. But they're not. For me, songs are messages from God given to people who wrote them in the first place. And they're messages for us. And this song speaks volumes to me. So we'll maybe play it tomorrow. Thank you.